Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini-series on the Fit Design Podcast, where we take bite-sized pieces of the Fit Design content you know and love on all things sports fashion, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics, and break it down for you into easy-to-understand bite-sized episodes. On today's FitBite, we'll be looking at my top tips as a fashion brand builder and sourcing specialist in terms of the red flags to avoid when dealing with manufacturers from overseas. The manufacturing component can be one of the most nerve-wracking components for most people, especially when setting up a new fashion brand. There's a huge upfront investment, and most times you have absolutely no guarantees that the product is going to turn out as promised. On today's FitBite, I'll be giving you guys the red flags to avoid when dealing with manufacturers so that you can hopefully mitigate the risks that you're voluntarily exposing yourself to and make the right decisions on who you want to work with. Number one on my list is a manufacturer that doesn't take the time to ask questions, to get to know you, your brand, and to basically understand the full scope of the project. Why is this important? You think someone who is easygoing and someone just moving the process along might be someone you want to work with. but. Bear in mind, manufacturing product is an extremely technical and laborsome process. There are so many details at play here. So a manufacturer that doesn't take the time to ask the right questions, to find out what your brand's about, what requirements you have in terms of the product, the quality, the materials, the packing way, the delivery address, the delivery timeframe, what methods of delivery you wanna use. Someone who is not willing to invest that time upfront and is just trying to move you through the funnel from point A to point Z without truly understanding the nature of your business and your unique requirements, in my opinion, is someone who doesn't value the specificity and sort of the bespokeness of the service involved in creating customized and unique OEM or even ODM products for a customer. So make sure you're dealing with manufacturers that are going to take the time to ask the right questions, to communicate openly, and to really try to absorb what your brand is about and to tailor their services to your needs. At the end of the day, even some of the best manufacturers out there may not be the right fit. And if they're asking the right questions, they may openly tell you that we're not the right fit for you because of X, Y, Z. This is the type of supplier and manufacturer you want to work with on a long-term basis. Number two, you want to avoid a supplier that is super slow in their response times and inconsistent with the quality of service that they provide. The manufacturing component is going to be one of the greatest variables of your business. So making sure that you have a supplier that can be a partner to you, that can grow with you long-term and can provide on-demand support when you need it is going to be key. These are the types of people you should work with. You don't only want to work with someone who's responsive when it's in their benefit and when you need them to resolve or to help you resolve a dispute, they're nowhere to be found. Also, a good supplier should have a dedicated project management team or an adequate sales force to be able to provide the support. An under-equipped or an understaffed factory is not going to be able to provide the professional support that you need. So you may have to pay a little bit more upfront, but believe me, when it comes to resolving issues, and they do happen in manufacturing, at the end of the day, it is a human labor process and mistakes do arise. And at the end of the day, it is the role of a supplier to help you resolve any issues moving forward. Number three, avoid a supplier or a manufacturer that asks for payments through unofficial channels or will issue an invoice in the name of an individual. 
There's two key reasons for this. Number one is simple. If you're going through unofficial channels or you're making payments to individual people, you really have little to no recourse when it comes to any potential disputes that arise. If you're dealing with something like a credit card or you're dealing with a wire transfer, here, these are a lot more of a direct payment system. And if push comes to shove, you at least have some core recourse. Also, when it comes to creating invoices in individuals' names and also using unofficial channels, this shows me that the scale or the professional of the, the professionalism of the supplier that you're dealing with isn't quite there. And this isn't necessarily to write off all suppliers that are using this sort of terminology or methodology. At the end of the day, you could have a up and coming manufacturer that's just establishing themselves and are looking for a way to kind of move forward. But this does tell me that you are dealing with a business that doesn't have as strong a foundation as you'd like. And when it comes to production, you need to be able to deal with someone who has experience behind them, who has a backing, who has a professional structure. And these are going to be businesses that are set up correctly, that have an LLC, that have official payment channels. You're not going to be dealing with individuals and you're not going to be dealing with shady payment gateways. Number four, avoid suppliers that are openly using and pushing other people's images. They may come at it from a point of view that, oh, we've provided products to this person or brands XYZ. This is why you should trust us. And chances are, this is a complete lie for, co for two core reasons. Number one, suppliers that have openly worked with brands like this, yes, they may be proud and they may communicate that, but they won't openly be pushing that for a bunch of reasons. Number one, they value that relationship with that customer, especially if they are a larger customer. They may use it as a reputation source, but it won't be something that is openly coming up in conversation where they're encouraging you to white label or to rip off or to duplicate these products. So that indicates to me, number one, that they did not work with those items. Number two, they'll most likely do the same to you and they don't have any integrity or sort of responsibility over intellectual property and the designs of the companies they work with. And number three, the products that they're going to ultimately create will look nothing like the images attached. It's false advertising and it's just not someone you want to deal with on a long-term basis. Number five and last but definitely not least is a supplier who doesn't take the time to ask for a proper factory ready tech pack and instead relies on pictures, texts, and phone calls to try to Frankenstein the product that you want. Why should you avoid someone like this? It relates to the first point that I mentioned. It's someone who doesn't take the time to truly understand the nature of your project, your requirements, and the scope of what you're looking for. A tech pack is an essential component of any custom product design process. And a supplier that doesn't ask for a tech pack or require a tech pack, number one, is not a supplier of reputation and someone who's used to dealing with higher end brands and brands that are more established. And that's not the kind of factory or the kind of business that you want to associate with and you want to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars with. Two, the lack of a tech pack for me indicates a factory or a supplier that is just trying to get you through the door as a quick cash grab. They're just trying to get you in and promising you the world and in return, they will give you nothing close to it. And three, someone who is trying to Frankenstein a product off images and texts. Again, this shows me a lack of professionalism and is a clear indicator of someone and a factory that you don't want to work with, that you don't want to associate with and that won't have your back when push comes to shove. Take the time to create a proper tech pack. You're going to save yourself a lot of time, money, and headache in the long term. If you're interested in tech pack design services, our brand Fit Design offers 
full scale factory ready tech packs. You can check the link in the description below. I guarantee you guys, you won't find a better service out there. If you guys want to do it yourself, you can also check out the design or the video that we put out in terms of the core components of a factory ready tech pack. So you have two options there. You have no excuse, create a great factory ready tech pack and make sure that you're dealing with a supplier that requires this of you. Well guys, that is it. That is a wrap on this Fitbite. To recap quickly, we looked at the top five red flags to avoid when dealing with manufacturers. Number one was those who don't take the time to ask the right questions. Two is those who are super slow and inconsistent with their response times. Three, when they request payment through unofficial channels and to individual people. Four, when they use and advertise other brands' images. Five, when they don't ask for factory-ready tech packs and instead rely on pictures and texts to Frankenstein your products. Well, guys, that is it. Hopefully you learned a thing or two also. If you want to schedule a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me, we can discuss anything you want from personal style to setting up your own fashion business, creating unique and customized product, sourcing and marketing your fashion brand. Definitely check the link in the description and you guys can schedule a one-on-one -on -one call also. If you enjoy this type of content and want to listen to other episodes like this, consider subscribing to this podcast playlist, whether you're listening on Apple Music or on Spotify, there's going to be something for you. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of FitBite. Until next week's episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FitBite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, Stay awesome.